In the year is 1879, but the history's not our own. Everything changed on July 3rd, 1863, during the Battle of Gettysburg. The dead rose up, the shadows darkened, and a reckoning had begun. Humanity's worst nightmares now walked the waking world. Everything seemed to be headed to hell in a handbasket. Humanity, however, was more resilient than the terrors expected. A secret war began between the darkness and those who would stand against it. A few sturdy folks from all walks of life, from school moms to nuns, from snake oil salesmen to steadfast soldiers and children to old coots, have risen up to stand between their fellow humans and creatures born in the very pits of hell. Some were fated to fall, but others stood firm. For the next hour or so, sit back and listen to the stories of horror and heroism, recounting of the sacrifices these unsung heroes have made. Enjoy these tales from the Deadlands. Be warned, however, these tales are not for the faint of heart. Hello, and welcome once again to the Knights of the Smith Dinner Table actual play production of Tales from the Deadlands, brought to you by Poppet's Coffee. You love good coffee, poppetscoffee.com, and also brought to you by our new partners. Um, yeah, the uh, Norse Foundry Dice Company. They are some pretty amazing people. They gave us some stuff for a giveaway, and the giveaway will be announced before this episode is released. Uh, so hopefully you all entered it and won a set of dice that looks like this. It is a Norse Foundry Rogue set. This is the Dead Man's Gold set that's going to be given away in conjunction with this show. Um, actually, no, this this episode's going to release two days before the drawing, so... Um, you still have time to get in. You do still have time to get in. All right, and the way that you get into that is... Well, you'll have to read the, or read or watch the Twitter post. So I will leave that to that. Okay, when uh, last we left our valiant, weird Western warriors, they had escaped from the rock with a bunch of prisoners that they had rescued, as well as they managed to make it back to Shanfan after gathering a bunch of information from Samuel Hellman. And uh, Goodman managed to find some information about one auntie. Who was here looking for Daisy? So, without further ado, uh, Goodman was heading off to drink. I don't remember what everybody else was going to do. So, why don't we just pick it right back up where we left off? Um. All right. Daisy and I were out hunting with no luck. So, I believe we. I don't remember. Had we done what Cole was doing, and had we done what Doc Tilly was doing? I think that's yeah, because we we, yeah, because because I I went basically first, and then got that information, and we were gonna jump back, and then the uh, like something cataclysmic happened. I can't remember, but no, I say I know I sent my telegram. That's right, you sent your telegram, and then what was Doc Tilly going to do? I cannot remember. Oh, somebody didn't listen to the last episode. I did not. <laughs> I'm guilty. <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, so if I recall correctly, you were looking for 
stuff for mad science. Ah. Yes. yes. That is correct. Components. All right. So that is actually going to be. Somebody's got to pay attention in this group. <laughs> it, it's not me. Good job. I got Good too job. much to track. I literally made my New Year's resolution to be sober this year, so I'm not stoned for the first time in a hot minute. So, like, be prepared <laughs> to, like, actually have somebody else keeping track. <laughs> All right. So that is going to be scavenging. Which is, or not um, that is going to be a. Let me look at your skills here. That way I can find the, the correct one to use. Um, I think that's just going to be a notice check. As you're heading around town trying to find the stuff you need, go ahead and make that notice check with a minus two because you don't speak Chinese. Yeah, if it was the other Deadlands, it would be scrounging, but. Yeah, if it was Hell on Earth or uh, Lost Colony. Which, by the way, Lost Colony, uh, Colony of the Damned, will be releasing in March. Okay, which minus two? Doesn't matter. You can select any of them. All right, coming in at a three for those of you who can't see this because you're listening. Um, that right now means that you can't find anything that would be useful. Now, uh, we got to find oh, something. There we go. You did find some parts that you can use to build your next device. Um, in Deadlands the Weird West, we don't keep track of the type of parts, so just put down in your gear uh, device components. And I almost forgot. I gave you guys a uh, an advancement last time, right at the end of the show. We did. Did everybody, uh, yes. did everybody do their advancement? I think I did. Um, so why, why don't we talk about that real quick? Uh... Daisy, what did what did you get? Do you remember? I don't. Ah. What did you pick out for me? <laughs> um, I have had a lot going on in no, my life. No, just, that is fine. just so you know. For those of you who are unaware, currently my wife and I are living on opposite ends of the state because we are in the process of still moving. She has to stay in Dayton. I have to be up in Northeast Ohio just because that's where my job is and that's where her job is. And right now she's taking care of all three of our kids pretty much on her own. She is an amazing woman. If uh, anybody wants to doubt me on that, I'll meet you out back and we'll throw hands. But, uh... No, Daisy, however, did get a new edge, which should terrify anybody who knows anything about Deadlands Edges. She got the edge. Don't get her riled. And what that does is every time she takes a wound, she gets a bonus on hurting people. Yeah, she hits harder when she's hurt. Um, from there, we'll, we'll hop over to Tilly. Tilly, what did you get? I don't remember. On the uh, about, I think I on your character sheet is where it's at. 
Did you find it? Oh, oh. I found it, but I I'm there, goof. <laughs> I think it's repair and shooting. I think that's the two that I increased. Yep, it'll always be the one that's at the bottom of the list is the newest. Yep, okay, it should well, be your research and shooting. Seasoned rate uh, raise number four or advancement number four. Mm -hmm. Research and shooting. Okay. All right. So she increased two skills. How about Goodman? What did you do for Goodman, Luke? Goodman took quick draw. Edge, quick draw. Ah, that's actually a really good edge. Um, just as a... We sound uh, surprised. I, I kind of am. I did not expect him to take that edge. I've been doing a lot of gunfighting, so I figured that being able to pull my gun out quickly seemed like a, uh, a sensible thing to be practicing. Considering you started this game with no shooting skill, you've really evolved into a shootist. And Honestly, sometimes people need to get their head turned into a gourd. That's, I mean... Um, basically, what Quick Draw does for him mechanically is whenever he spends a Benny to get a new action card in combat, he gains two cards and he gets to choose which one he wants um it also allows him to add plus two to any athletics rolls made to interrupt somebody else's action when he's got a hold card okay moving on down the line mike what did you do for charles charles got smarter smarts went up to a d8 don't ask me why because i haven't quite figured that out yet <laughs> and uh what about cole uh, Cole also got smarter, and his smarts also went up to a D8, planning for future edges. See, at least somebody knows where they're going with it. Chuck upped his, so that way he knew how to take care of Daisy better. That is probably not true, but we'll roll with it. <laughs> now, um... Just as a helpful little note for you guys, this is something I always forget about. If you guys want to plan your advancements out ahead, you can keep adding in advance, and then you just click that little hourglass to toggle it to planned instead of having it as active. That's yep, it's a great easy. feature. I know that Nick uses it, so. That's bold of you to assume that I plan anything beyond not dying that session. <laughs> I mean, I have all the way through veteran planned already. Yeah, but what happens when your character dies and then you're sad that you didn't get all that stuff? Well, his I mean, brother shows up. Junior, I am here to avenge my father. <laughs> my name is Anigo Montoya. All right, so... Tilly hits the markets and everything, and as all of that kind of comes down to an end, um, how drunk are you going to get there, Goodman? Uh, not that drunk. I'm going to, like, I've got to go and talk to, uh, what's her name, don't I? The uh, Chinese woman that you were speaking to? 
Oh, we were drinking, weren't we? I'm not going to get too drunk. I'm going to be enjoying like a drink or two. Like we're going to have like a, a sip of something nice, but like nothing, nothing too wild and crazy. We're going to spend some time talk. It's more about the talking. It's about the socializing more than it is about the drink. And I believe you mentioned something about wanting to learn Chinese. I did mention that I wanted to learn Chinese a little bit. Um, so I'll probably be talking to her and trying to see. That's also why it would be more about the actual conversation than anything. I'll be talking with her about maybe setting up something to get together to learn Chinese. All right. Well, the rest of that day goes pretty uneventfully. Um, and we will get to... When you guys all finally get to meet back up uh, for dinner with Dillinger and um, Pennington Smythe. And what are you guys going to discuss as you guys gather around the table for dinner with your erstwhile friends? And uh, Samuel Hellman is here as well now. Did he give us his mayo recipe? No. Bastard. Um, yeah, Hunter was a bust today. Just, there's nothing near the city that hasn't already been eaten. Hey. How was everybody else's day? I was about to say, don't everybody pipe up at once. Well, I was I'm, with Chuck, and he was just too loud. I'm actively trying to hide in my cup for a little bit, trying to figure out how to approach this. I'm going to say Cole's been taking it easy the past couple days because he knows he's going to have uh, probably some trying times ahead of him, especially if Chuck gets sick again. I mean, that's valid. I mean, I'm feeling much better. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you going to try and broach the subject at all that night there, Goodman? Yeah, I think that, um, honestly, I think what I'll probably do, like this sounds really fucked up and I don't mean to exclude you, Cheryl, but I will probably wait until Daisy goes to bed before I like broach the subject with the adults. Cause like, how do you, how do you bring that up without like this kid literally just took the fucking edge to make her very dangerous in a combat scenario. And this woman has been advertised to me as kind of a cunt. So I think that like that is a sensible like plan of action. And that way it's not just going to be my decision on whether or not we're going to fucking just lay it on the table. You know what? For that bit of discretion, I I'm going to go ahead and toss you a Benny. You'll love to see it. <laughs> Ooh, fancy. I'm sorry, I'm very level-headed, and I take all comments very literally. well. <laughs> very literally. <laughs> okay. So, after a few hours, Daisy does fall asleep, and the rest of you are sitting there, um... Dillinger and Pennington Smythe and Hellman all head off to their own beds, and I will leave it up to you, Mr. Goodman, to uh, discuss it with the other adults of your posse. Well, I pass the flask to the left, obviously, um, and I'm going to say I think that 
that woman who's looking for Daisy might be here in Chanfan. Oh, really? Don't look so excited, Chuck. I don't think it's a good thing, necessarily. She's uh, already building a bit of a reputation for herself. We need to figure out what she's up to. What kind of reputation? A raging bitch reputation, that is. I mean... Well... As in, I don't think that she'd be able to hold her mouth shut long enough to prevent Daisy from doing something that might be untowards. The young one that's with us is uh, a wild element in this whole fabric. And I believe that it might be in our best interest to potentially weigh the pros and cons of this woman's appearance in town. She's staying at a boarding house. She's apparently attempting to go back to Lynchburg, but she is looking for a blonde girl. She's an old lady school teacher. And as mentioned before, she has a face that looks like a pug just smells something bad. <laughs> well, do, do pugs exist in the Wild West? <laughs> Probably some other horrifically looking, like deranged looking dog. No offense to pug owners, they're fine, but like. No, they're not. No. They're, your pug is not fine. You should feel ashamed. I didn't say it. I said it. At me. I mean, anything under 10 pounds, it's not really a dog. It's more of a rat. And yeah, it's I a cat snack. <laughs> but, so we should suss out this woman before turning Daisy over to her? Yes, that, absolutely. That, that's, that's fair. to find out what she's been up to and what she plans on doing. Well, right. I do have... I am working on a minor network here in Chanfan, attempting to talk with some people and get some connections to potentially further the endeavors of this posse. But I think that we may have some... <laughs> this may be a trial that is a bit less conventional than we've handled before. I don't think that a trigger or iron is going to save us from this one particular. I mean, save us from the ant or save us from, I, I don't know what we're being saved from. I'm just giving him Close. a pointed look. <laughs> like we have been, the, the look is going to say in itself that it's like, we're literally toting a child along and we have murdered many people. Like, there are moral implications to the accompaniment of a child to the posse, and I honestly, like, it's it's the debate, right? Because mentally, like, in character, Daisy should go with this woman and, like, leave. Like, that should happen. But out of character, knowing that the posse needs to stay together, Daisy needs to remain with the group. So trying to find a middle ground there. I don't want to make that call for the group, especially given the fact that the rest of the party has known Daisy longer than me. I mean, actually, I think Daisy was the first one to actually get a kill at the very start. Probably. She's murdered more than all of us combined, I think, at this point. So actually- and Do you think one rude woman I, is going to fucking make a difference? <laughs> I actually just re-listened to episode one not that long ago. 
um, I introduced my work partner. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm a paramedic. And so, no, it's not a romantic thing. He and I spend like literally 12 hours of work, uh, a work day together. I mean, it still could be a romantic thing. I don't <clears throat> know. Yeah, no. I and this mean. is why he and I are not living together. Right. Like, <laughs> the, the more you talk oh, about. When Brandon gets... listens to this episode. Hi, anyway. Brandon. <laughs> no, but uh, it was actually Chuck who, or Charles who got the first kill. Oh, wow. Setting the best example, of course. I mean, I have been a role model to this young lady since we met after the horrific train crash. And I'm still not convinced she's not the one who killed her own family. But I would never say that directly <laughs> to her for fear that she might stab me. But... Because <laughs> remember, her family all went to sleep and didn't wake back up, Chuck. Got to start sleeping with one eye open. Why do you think I sleep in the locked van? Or locked wagon? Or locked room? Well, the question then becomes, do we, upon this assessment, say hypothetically this woman seems, or we deem, is unfit to take over the the care of this young girl? Do we misdirect? Do we send her in the wrong direction? Absolutely. No hesitation, eh, Doc? Not at all. We don't know what Daisy you're talking about, but we've seen her going that way, I think, with this group. I don't know. <laughs> we don't know She's what not Daisy here. you're talking about, but she went that way. But there's a little girl that went that way. Last I saw, she was going to go knife Reverend Grimm. <laughs> I mean, I, it would probably be a bit more sensible to suggest something to the effect of uh, I was hearing that she was looking for a young girl with blonde hair who I happened to see leaving on a stagecoach heading and then say to the south or where was that uh what was it was New Los Angeles was that where the fucking bomb went off yes yeah but how does she even know to look around Shan fan like who was she talking to this like, is this is part of like so the out of character aspect of it like this is going to be part of like us having to investigate this so the the question then becomes getting it back into character do we tell Daisy do we let no. her choose no not until after we meet her this girl has handled a knife and covered our backs more times than I can count on both hands and I'm not missing any fingers I mean. <laughs> We can. I, I hesitate to not include Daisy in this decision just because this is her family. Exactly. And one She's person, also a child that we need to protect. But one person, like how many. A murderous child, you? yes, but. <laughs> but how many people did you talk to about this school marm asking around for a little blonde girl? I was talking with the proprietor of the boarding house where so she's staying. So you have one person's account that this person was not very nice. We have no first-hand knowledge of that. So we need to get that first-hand knowledge, and then I'd say we can't not include Daisy in the decision about her own life. 
to the best part is that Chuck's big mouth maybe is going to prevent this altogether. So there is some elements to this that uh, I'm honestly hoping are going to be beyond my control. Like, I don't want to make this call. I really don't. And out of character or in, like, Goodman doesn't like the idea of saying so or not for a child, especially given the fact he doesn't have one of his own. It's not really his, like, it isn't his call. It really isn't. And he says, I will do whatever is needed to do, but it will be for the betterment of the posse. It will be decided by us as a group, and I will put my utmost of my smooth-talking, fast-talking, liquor-drinking self behind whatever choice we make, but we have to make one. I mean, if we want to make her go away, we can just tell her we saw a little blonde girl on a stagecoach or a rail line heading to Deadwood. I mean, if we want to make her go away, we could just introduce her to Daisy. <laughs> I believe we're aiming for I the mean, angle that fair. doesn't involve bloodshed <laughs> because when one person comes looking for somebody and then we disappear them, who comes looking for them that we have to disappear? And then, and then, and then whose son shows up looking for revenge for all the people we disappeared? It's not worth getting a bar burned down over. See, 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 we wouldn't be making the disappearing. We would just send her to Deadwood off that direction. I That's mean, far enough away. You know, that when when people come looking, you just move to another spot. You pack up your wagon and you just go. You avoid a lot of angry spouses that way. Similar track works here. I think it might be for the best if we persuade this woman that Daisy perhaps was an unfortunate recipient in the incident of Lost Angels. It seems a convenient way to tie up a loose end and get them off our back for an extended period. Does anybody have any objections? I mean... I just have a question. This isn't Daisy. This is Daisy's thought process. This is okay, yeah, yeah. Daisy's inner monologue. <laughs> do, the dream. do we know that this person actually is looking for me? No, we have no idea. We don't have 100% confirmation, but like it's it's one of those things of like we're in Shanfan. How many fucking little blonde girls are there running around in this part of the world right now? Not many. But then how do they know that we would be here? And second, did my, like, I'm assuming we're thinking this is my aunt. Um, are we sure she knew I was coming? Right. That, that We don't know that. So that's, that's, that's what I was trying to say in character. It was like, we don't know if this is actually her or how she found where to look or anything. Obviously, this is just to speculate on what's going to be happening in the next, like, day or two, depending on how long it takes us to uh, have a run-in. But I think that it's still important to contemplate the the worst-case scenarios, things that we're possibly going to have to cross, bridges that we may need to, uh, <laughs> may need to burn in order to make this a feasible operation. You just need to dye my hair a different color if we're trying to put me incognito. 
maybe we should sit and talk to Daisy and find out about the last time they were around each other and certain things that if she was not the aunt that she wouldn't know before meeting with her. I say we sleep on it, we reconvene at breakfast, and we go from there. I think that sounds like a lovely idea. And I think at that point, the flask would probably have made its way back around to me, and I'll put it back in my coat. All right. <clears throat> so after that uh, pretty awesome there discussion, everybody heads to bed. Um, night passes uneventfully, and everybody wakes up in time for breakfast the next morning. And everybody gathers around. Drinking their Poppet's the coffee? Um, if Poppet's coffee existed in the 1800s, <laughs> absolutely. It's got to be Honestly, an 1800s fine grind, it would have made uh, people a lot more upset over Hateful Eight. <laughs> For anyone who doesn't get that, uh, there's uh, an incident with coffee in that movie that uh, makes it very, very upsetting to a coffee person. Don't Thank sue us, Netflix. Netflix, Tarantino's going to come for me and my feet. Oh, Tar that was yeah, the Tarantino <laughs> one. I was thinking of the Ridiculous Six on Netflix. The one that tried to play off the Hateful Eight and was yes. like, one, the one I didn't watch because it's not the Quentin Tarantino movie because it seems like a very obvious cash grab. Okay, now Netflix can come for me and I'll fucking go 12 rounds. Let's do it. <laughs> At us, Netflix. I'm feeling hostile today. I'm after pug owners and Netflix tonight. Uh, I mean, the Adam Sandler movie wasn't terrible. Pug owners and Netflix are kind of the same thing. <laughs> Ow. Well, we're, wow. We're, we're feisty. But Got morning. a couple of spicy players tonight. Spicy. Okay, so you guys gather around the table for breakfast. And what will the discussion be this morning then? Chuck, are we going to go hunting again today? I mean, we could try it. We'd need to get farther away from town, though. So that'd be kind of like a trip all of us need to take. I mean, if we want to get out of town, we can. It would keep us from finding your aunt. <laughs> My aunt, she's in California. I'm just gonna. T I'm just gonna Boy. drink out of the coffee. I'm just gonna stand up and walk from the table a minute, like that. Right. The, like the three paces away, the the walking into like just like taking a second to like collect myself and then coming back to the table to sit down. Right, your aunt is in California. Absolutely, she is. But we don't know exactly where in California. I mean, she could be at a boarding house in town, or she could be <laughs> off somewhere else. See, now I know. Yeah, Chuck I'm pretty sure this. she's in, in California. <laughs> it, was, it was this moment that Goodman realized that Chuck still has the big mouth hindrance. See, Goodman realized that? I weaponized it. <laughs> <laughs> right. She's somewhere in California. Do you want to go find her or would you rather go hunting? I thought we needed food, Chuck. I want to go hunting, Chuck. Okay, well, Daisy wants to go hunting. Who would like to 
go out and get a little bit further out of town and go hunting. Don't need to worry about an ant search. I'm going to take that as nobody wants to go, Chuck, but I want to go hunting, Chuck. So can we take the wagon and you and me go hunting? You know I what, Daisy? That- Absolutely. You and I can just go take a little trip, just the two of us. I we'll leave the others to go find your aunt. We'll we'll go and do that there, Chuck. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. We'll, Chuck, we'll do you know something that. that I don't? <laughs> oh, here we go. Chuck's well, got a blabbermouth and Daisy's a child. Epic. We're, we're not... It's not time for your French lesson yet, but I do know several things that we haven't gone over. Oh. Maybe this is something you talk about on your hunting trip. I'm grabbing my coat. I've got hunting to do myself. Oh, I'm suffering from sudden onset abdominal pain from laughing so hard. Oh, yeah? Sudden? I don't know what you're talking about. I just played the character the way he no was No idea. There's a turn right. for that. <laughs> well, Daisy and I are going to go hunting. Yay, um, Chuck. Does, does anybody, like any of the other members of the group, not these, not the, the PCs, but any NPCs want to go hunting? Um, <clears throat> let's see. Dillinger does not enjoy hunting. Uh, however, Pennington Smythe will more than happily, happily, what the hell was that? Um, more than happily go with you guys. Excellent. How far away do we need to go, Chuck? Uh, could be a day, could be two days. We'll just see what we can find. Chuck, I think we need someone who can, um, what's the word? Um, Chuck... It's, we need someone who is better than you at finding animals to hunt. Well, "Well, I'm a pretty solid hunter. I mean, we'll Well, there we go. We'll have our uh, difficulties with it, but I fully expect we'll be able to find something here in the next day or so. There we go. All right. We're going on a hunting trip. You guys enjoy the ant search. Um, I hear they live in little holes. <laughs> going on a bear hunt. Mm, bear? That'd be a lot of meat. Shh. Shanfan eats for a day, I guess. <laughs> All right, so Daisy and Charles and Pennington Smythe all pile into the chuck wagon. Or sorry, the, the roller. Thank you, asshole. Um, before we head out, I'm going to pull out one of the barrels of rice because Goodman said that he was trying to make some connections in town. Not Yeah, Goodman. And so I roll out a, the barrel of rice, let Goodman know, like, hey, you want to make some connections? Spread some food around. I appreciate it, Chuck. Try not to fuck the group over. I'm going hunting. 
Y'all have the hard job. And he winks at Goodman and walks off. I'm gonna, I'm like kind of laughing to myself as Chuck walks away. It's just like, he doesn't know how easy this is gonna be. That, by the way, is bravado. I do not believe as a player character that that is going to go well, but Goodman's <laughs> confident in his ability to talk. All right, so we'll deal with uh, Charles and Daisy hunting trip a little later. Maybe not even this. We'll see. Um, what about the other three of you? Now that Chuck had somehow managed to not only open the whole can of worms, but completely and utterly distract Daisy from it. Um, what are y'all going to do? Tilly, Cole, shall we? I've got a friend I'd like to introduce you to, and I need some help carrying this rice. Uh, lead the way, Goodman. Let's go. Heading back to that boarding house. Um, I mean, that's where she was. So, you guys make your way across town. Goodman already knows where you're going to. And as you enter, <clears throat> you see that there's still quite a few people down here for their breakfast. Which, surprisingly enough, not really, is primarily rice. And uh, the proprietor, I'm, I'm going to actually have to. Um, uh, she notices Goodman, smiles, waves. Ah, hello, hello. Welcome back. How can I help you? I uh, I found something that might be interesting to you, and I'll motion to uh, Tilly and Cole with the rice. And she looks over, and she's, ah, that could feed us for a month. Yeah, you've uh, we we were discussing about uh, teaching me Chinese. It might be uh, something that is worth a trade here in Champhain. Money seems like it's good and all, but it's not everything. Uh, too true, too true. Uh, you can just set it over here. And she points to the end of the counter. I'll say, any, uh, any word on the, uh, the matronly school teacher? She nods and make a notice check with a minus As of right now, that is a total of one. And he spends many. Still a total of one. Leave it there. I'm trying to get, I can't even see what I'm rolling because the thing isn't like, it's not working. It's all clear. I can't see it. Um, On the right hand side, the chat box. Yeah. That's there we go. Um, 
Um, yeah, it's going to be another Benny. Hang on. Okay. There we go. Okay, you were nah, that's fine. Now up to a two. That's fine. And, uh, yeah, you don't notice anything. Um, and she sits there and she, for a minute, almost like expectantly. And then she shakes her head. Says, ah, "Just, just have your friend set it there." And she's pointing towards the end of the counter. Cole, are you going to take it over and set it down? Uh, yep, right where she uh, told us to. Okay. Um, as you're setting it down, go ahead and make a notice check, also with a minus two. Alrighty, notice minus two. Ah, total of three. We still a three. Even less. Still a three. Oh, he's going for it. Okay. Ain't see shit with that one. <laughs> yep. Critical failure. He kept on fishing for that critical failure and he found it. So, um, yeah, you, you set the rice down at the end of the counter right next. Kind of smells like an old man. And, uh, <laughs> then head back over to your, your friends. So to clarify the smell. Like an old man or like a nursing home old man? Yes. Uh, kind of like a nursing home old man. Okay, well, that's kind of an odd smell. But, you know, might be something they're cooking. Could be. Or someone. I mean, <laughs> from what you guys have learned, Shanfan is not, not the place where they cook someone. That would be lost to yeah, I uh, don't think I want to speculate on someone, but my god, the uh, <laughs> fucking food. I hate that there's a difference between old man smell and nursing home old man smell. There truly is. Yeah, there really is. <laughs> Cam and I have both worked in transport for a very long time, and... Like, you explained it super weird, but I know exactly what you it mean. It is super weird. It is, it's, it's its own distinct smell. Just like if somebody has C. diff, you can smell that uh. 38 feet away. Yeah. It, the things that can happen to the human body are terrible. Let's not go there. Yeah. Hey, we're not <laughs> here to talk about my sex life. <laughs> Wow. Based. You think that poorly of Becca? Or maybe myself. Who knows? I'm just, I just wanted to be included in the moment. I'm back to shutting up now. <laughs> all right. Um, Tilly, what are you doing during all of this? I'm uh, just kind of looking around, observing, seeing if I can see this particular woman, what she's doing, who she's talking to. Okay, go ahead and make that notice check at minus two. Uh, 
So, with a raise, grand total of eight. Tilly, you're looking around, and it doesn't really strike you until you see where Cole sets the uh, barrel of rice down. Is right next to this older woman. Hair's all pulled back prim and proper. She's sitting there at the bar with uh, a drink, some food in front of her. Uh, it looks like just a pile of rice. And she's reading a book. And as you're looking at her, you notice she's got some pictures that seem kind of familiar to um, definitely looks like she could be related to Daisy, but she definitely has that pinched face expression, um, almost like she's good for the area that she's in, and with that raise, I will even give you this little, this little, t the book that she's reading is called, and it just seems so out of place, with the type of woman that you're looking at and the old, that she's wearing old-fashioned dress, old-fashioned time period that you're in. And has that pinched expression. She looks like a spinster. And the book she's reading is called How to Serve Your... With divorce papers, bada-boom. <laughs> Above board. Oh, fuck. So, um, you take all of that in there, Tilly. And what are you guys going to do now? You don't know if you can really say anything because the, the room is fairly quiet. Not a whole lot of talking. Is she with anyone? Is she talking to anyone? No, she seems completely and utterly enthralled by her. <clears throat> and as you're looking back over at her, she looks at it, picks something up off to the side of her plate, drops it into a drink, kind of stirs it around. Sorry about that. What is she doing? You're not sure. Other than, like, she might be mixing them some. I doubt it. No suspicion. Very. It's my job. But uh, after you give her the rice and everything, uh, Goodman and Carl, uh, oh, what do you guys want to do? You guys have no clue that. Uh, well, good news. So is there anything else? I think that might have been about it. Um, trying to think. Um, you uh, obviously, I will use her name that we will eventually get to. We have it. Thanks to uh, fantasygamegenerator.com. Her name Hog. is Soon Mean. catch that well i did catch that okay just writing it down soon mean we'll uh I'll, I'll be talking to her about the uh like the area that we've been staying in like where we're at 
Um, just because, and the only reason why we're actually staying there versus here is because we have uh, the friends in the. Um, God, what is our fucking collective called again? The Twilight Legion, which is kind of a secret society. Is it? Is it those guys? I guess that is a secret society, isn't it? It is. So I probably mentioned that we have some friends that have been um, covering the tab elsewhere that would be rude not to accept. Ah, yes, yes. If I need you, I, I will send a boy. Sounds good. Thank you kindly. Well, Chili, Cole, shall we? Yep, let's head out. Absolutely. I leave and we go back to the other bar. Um, as you guys get outside and away from the boarding house, uh, Cole, Tilly, you guys doing anything? I'm going to tell him what I observed. We'll tell him. Did you see what she was doing? Did you see what she was reading? Who? Our new friend in there. Soon Min was receiving the rice. And she was also reading very strangely and Not mixing so something in her drink. She, so the oh. person reading the book was the. Uh, the lady who I thought that's who we were talking aunt. about. No, no, no. no. Sumi is literally the woman I was talking to. I was actively engaged okay. in the conversation, and then Cole was distracted, putting the barrel down at the other end of the bar. You're the only person that saw anything. Yeah, you saw the but auntie she sitting there yet? reading. We don't know her name yet. Okay. Soon Mean is the owner of the uh, boarding house. Got it. I think Pam is taking. <laughs> it's almost yeah, like there's mysteries involved and people need to remember shit. What? Yeah, I didn't huh? notice anything. I just dropped off the rice and. Goodman said we were good. Didn't notice anything untowards about the patrons. Nobody seemed to fit the descriptor. But there was. She was at the end of the bar. The end of the bar? We're literally like at the, like we're back at the other, like, and you didn't say anything while we were there? No, we're just I outside. Oh, we we're just outside? Okay, thank God. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, she stopped us just outside. It's going to look mighty foolish if we go back in there right away. You could have said We can't go back in there right now. I, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, as you guys are standing out there having your talk, uh, you guys going to keep an eye out or anything or what? I'm going to keep my head on a swivel, just trying to, like, make sure... Obviously, it's Shanfan. Like, that sounds kind of racist, but, like, this is the this is the weird West. Anything could fucking happen, and I mean literally anything. I mean, you're not wrong. All right. So, as you guys are standing outside discussing this, um, go ahead and finish telling them about her. Really? 
telling them about Auntie? I would assume that's who you were telling them about. Well, she had, uh, she mixed something in her drink and I just, she just was acting weird and we need to talk to her. You literally have a bag that can produce a flame so hot that it can melt a person's bone to ash off their arm. What kind of weird do you mean? <laughs> she wasn't me, so it was very weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I Something didn't... Something I've never seen before. I didn't notice the woman. Like, there was someone there, but, like, I didn't get a good look at her. It doesn't sound anything like Chuck was describing. There's something strange about her. We need to talk to her. Well, now we're going to have to wait for her to leave. Either that or find another excuse to go back into that boarding house and talk with her. I don't think we should right now. I'll wait here, then. You go and do whatever the hells you want. And I'll basically take up a post outside, trying to, like, look inconspicuous at the very least. Okay. Like, across or down the street, or...? Yeah, like, like trying to... Like, trying to look like I'm a tourist, at least a little bit. Like, trying to look into stores, like, looking around, but ultimately trying to keep an eye on the boarding house's entrances and exits. I mean, is there a nearby place where I can kind of sit and kind of stake out a little bit? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Like, you know, yeah, like, we need to kind of hang out outside and just kind of be as least obvious as we can and see if she comes out or what she does next. All right. So as you guys are sitting in various spots, I assume you're going to stay inside of each other. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Goodman? That is the plan. Okay. Um, Goodman, as you're sitting there and you're watching the door, uh, you feel something rub up against your leg. Looking down? It is a little, like, maybe five or six pound calico cat just kind of rubbing up against Well, hello there, little thing. And it kind of meows, and it just keeps rubbing up against your legs. I'll pick it up. Am I about to get mauled by a cat? Probably. But you know what? It seems friendly enough. And uh, as you guys spend most of the rest of the day watching and waiting for her to leave, she never comes out. As a matter of fact, it seems kind of weird that she like never leaves boarding house all day. And that whole time, that cat is just sitting there being super friendly. Goodman. Hmm. Now, being in Shanfan, cats are 
unfortunately, from like my mental thought process, like those aren't off the menu. No, so I'm gonna not off the menu. Yeah, so I'm gonna do my best to keep this cat out of the line of sight of things. And uh, when it when it becomes kind of obvious that there isn't really a like when we get to the rotation point where like I'm the least in the doorway, I'm gonna take some time to uh, bring the cat back to uh, drop it off with Anders. Okay. See if you can't find this cat a little bit of extra rice. Take it out of my portion if you need to. He nods. That's where I'm going to get carnivores, though. So am I, but you don't see me complaining. Not everyone here is married to a vet, Nick. <laughs> Cats can't be vegan. They shouldn't be vegan, but if no, you can't get anything... No, they literally cannot. They be. literally cannot... We'll figure that out later. We'll feed her the ant or whatever. Who cares? We'll cross that bridge when I burn it down. It'll be all right. <laughs> that's that's the, the way to do That's it. fair. I like that strategy. Okay. So <clears throat> as you guys make your way without any new information other than now Doc Tilly has seen her, um, that is where we will pick up next time, right after you guys get back to the hotel. And, uh, yeah. Thanks for watching and or listening, everybody. Um, for those of you who are listening, we are adding some more video component to it. Um, right now, it's just me. But hopefully some of the others will, in future episodes, get, get away from their camera shyness. But if not, we'll forgive them because all of the images of their amazing characters are right up there. Um, once again, thank you for listening. Hoppitscoffee.com, Knights of the Smith Dinner Table.com, and check us out on Patreon if you want to help us out. We could really use a little help on getting some better equipment. Um, that's it. Have a great one, everybody, and happy trail. Bogo's binted. Bye. Bye. This actual play podcast references the Savage Worlds game system and the Deadlands Weird West Savage setting, both of which are available from Pinnacle Entertainment Group at www.peginc.com. It is unofficial media content permitted under the Media Network Consent Agreement. This content is not managed, approved, or endorsed by Pinnacle Entertainment Group. Certain portions of the materials used are the intellectual property of Pinnacle, and all rights are reserved. Savage Worlds, all related settings, and unique characters, locations, logos and trademarks are all copyright of Pinnacle Entertainment Group. Tales from the Deadlands, Knights of the Smith Dinner Table, and all of its logos are property of Knightsmith Games, LLC. For more information, head to www.knightsofthesmithdinnertable.com.